Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode 81 of the Caesar Show. It's your boy, Sir Caesars, and I'm back again yet with another fun-filled episode with my co-host, Trade XXIV. I'm extremely excited to get into today's topics, you know, got a little bit of venting to go on, and obviously, you know, I got to talk about the, you know, latest topics in the NBA as well, too, but before I get into episode 81, I'd like to rehash on the previous episode, so on episode 80 of the Caesar Show, Trey and I discussed the wrap-up of The Last Dance and also talked about, um, you know, the possibility of the NBA coming back in July and them opening up facilities as well, too, so it looks like day by day, we're still trying to figure things out, and, uh, you know, I can't wait until we get somewhere, because basketball is missed, and if we can try our best to keep everyone's keep all the essential personnel safe um in one remote location then yeah man let's 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 see who wins the championship so without further ado let's get straight into today's hottest topics and we back with another fun-filled episode episode 81 of the season show and let's introduce Trey day xx ivy what to do baby tell us how you living <laughs> man uh, what's up, y'all? Um, I'm doing all right. I'm chilling. Uh, today, the uh, social media has been interesting to say the least. But yeah. um, I'm glad to be here, man. A lot of opportunities opening up. Um, kind of getting to a place of plateau in this little, you know, time and dimension that we're in. So, uh, paving it forward, trying to be better and. Always uh, looking to get to the next level, so that's what it is. That's what's up. That's what's up, man. Same thing. Um, I hit a little rough patch these past couple of days where I just yeah. kind of been unmotivated to um, tap into my creative side, so to speak. But um, after you know, just sitting down and looking at myself in the mirror and you know, refocusing on what's important, that kind of helped me out. And then I watched like maybe twenty minutes clips of 20 minutes worth of clips with Kobe Bryant so um, he re, he remotivated me so uh, made sure to get back on my calendar um, start you know chopping away at goals daily because there was a lot of days where I just felt a little empty and I was like yo the reason why I feel empty is because I keep pushing pushing um, to the side my projects so with everything I'm working on so I didn't feel complete when the day ended I still felt guilty like yo I could have done more but uh, like I said, procrastination is a mother lover. So yeah. um, I'm slowly getting back into things and, and I'm happy where I'm at right now. I mean, I'm in a good place, man. And, you know, went to the barbershop. Okay. okay. Hey, I see. Yeah. Are you growing it? Are you growing all the way back out? I'm growing it back out, bro. You know, I got to get the curls back. <laughs> got to get the curls back, bro. Got to. Got to. This is nice, man. This is nice, man. You know what I'm saying? I got tired of wearing a hat or a beanie or whatever every episode. You know what I'm saying? I got to <laughs> I gotta look nice, you know? Look good, feel good, right? Yeah, I got my twister, man. I feel great. <laughs> I can actually see my forehead. I can wear the dewy. I feel great. I feel yeah, you, dog. Bro. Yeah. So, um, you ready to get into today's topics, man? Uh, let's go, Young Gunner. <sighs> that album's fire, by the way. Yeah, the Gunner album was fire. You know what I've been listening to <laughs> for whatever reason? I get songs stuck in my head. I need to get some turntables because uh, that's just where I am right now. Turntables and probably like some music software because that's how my mind works. But uh, <laughs> I've been listening to Go DJ and Lil Wayne's first verse where he's like, the hottest nigga I know that's like, <laughs> I come home to your comments, I'm in your office. <laughs> Yo, that, that flow was stupid, but I, I digress. 
but no, I, go I, listen I to that. Go listened, DJ. I haven't listened to that in a while, so I'm definitely gonna listen to this right after this joint. Oh, that's the one. That's the one. <laughs> but yeah, man. Um, there's just been a lot of you know, a lot of madness going on these past couple of days. It's been pretty crazy in the world of race in the United States. Volume two. It's like I'm kidding. Yeah. Um, so I don't know the lady's name, but there was a lady who was taking a walk with her dog in New York Central Park. And basically there was a there are signs, there's laws posted saying that you basically can't have your your dog must be on a leash at all times. So this is a guy, African American male that you know, pulls up and he's basically like, yeah, like, what are you doing? Like, why are you not following protocol? You know what I'm saying? Because if roles are reversed, you'd be snitching on me right now. So um, we try to approach her nicely. And obviously it was a lady um, who was a Caucasian and the video is pretty disturbing. She walked up to him, looked like she was about to threaten him. And then she flipped it back on him saying that actually you're a threat to me. And for people to always, for, for, non-minorities to always mm-hmm. act like they're blinded or uninterested or you know just not sharp about their position of power she clearly stated her position of power she said i'm going to call the cops right now i'm going to tell tell them that it's a black african-american man harming me right now and my life's in danger and then he was yeah. like yo like, he just had his phone up like yo like i'm just i'm just cooling right now like what are you talking about so she ended up calling oh, 911, and then she was just like, yo, 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 my life is in danger, African-American male who's harassing me in the park, blah, blah, please come now. And then I was like, damn, son, like, I would probably give you an Academy Award for this Oscar-worthy performance that you have. Like, you, if, if you just closed your eyes and was listening to her, and you, yeah. you pretended like she was on the phone, you would think that her life is in danger when he's not even close to her, bro, which is freaking mm-hmm. sick. And it sucks that Whenever one of us go down, whenever one of us makes a tabloids or whatever, it's kind of like we have to prove that we're a good human being. Um, so his backstory, I believe he went to like Harvard uh, for school and whatnot. And, you know, he just has a lot of things going on. Older man, probably like in his 40s or something like that. I'm like, yo, like that, that doesn't make sense. And then what ticked me off the most was yesterday, something happened actually on Monday. My brother uh, had sent me a video. And he was like, yo, did you hear about George Floyd? I'm like, nah, what happened? He sent me the video. It's like seven minute video, bro. Um, so basically, I'll just read from New York Times. George Floyd, 46 year old African American man, died on Monday after being handcuffed and pinned to the ground by a police officer's knee. So I don't know if you've seen the video. Yeah. First, I wasn't going to watch it, but I just had to. You know, curiosity always kills the cat. I had to watch it. And literally, you have this white officer who is kneeing this guy like on some martial arts shit bro kneeing this guy in the neck while he's handcuffed he's pleading for his life i can't breathe i think i'm gonna die like somebody help me please and there's him and there's an asian dude asian dude's the other cop and he's basically like just you know putting his hands behind his back just you know trying to tell people to carry on um so by a, a citizen comes up and he's recording all this footage in the meantime you also have a uh a, a, a lady white lady who is um who works for the fire department and she's basically off duty and she's trying to prove that like she's a part of that and she's like yo you need to check his post right now like get off of him and it, and it was so sick because the white dude that was doing all that shit like it, if you look at that video it looks like he had pure joy 
and killing someone. Um, and, and that was crazy. Um, that, mm-hmm. that was crazy. I believe um, he was pronounced dead a couple hours later. So at 9.25 PM. Um, but I think Steven Jackson, um, ex-basketball player, um, co-host of All the Smoke actually chimed in. And that was one of his friends that, uh, that they basically used to call each other brothers and whatnot. Um, so Floyd, you know, he's from St. Louis. Um, and uh, he, he actually grew up in Houston. No, actually, he grew up in Houston, a black neighborhood south of downtown, um, known to the third ward and was raised in the house with his siblings and two cousins. And basically, they went on to say, like, this dude played, you know, you know, college, I mean, high school football. Um, and Stephen Jackson said, like, he went on, he went to move to Minneapolis to, you know, change his life and whatnot. And, and people who have known him and basically said, like, yo, he's a gentle giant. He's like, he's like a teddy bear, you know what I'm saying? Um, he was a natural comedian, yeah. life of the party type of guy, real easy going, real, e- um, real, real even keel and whatnot. And it sucks that they kind of just dehumanized this man um, and treated him like a piece of garbage. You know what I'm saying? Like, it should never be a point where it, it feels like a human being would not be, uh, it feels like an animal would be treated better than a human being. Like, it should never come to that. So I, 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 I love that we are during times like this, you know, during COVID season, because it actually gives people a chance to actually sit down and see what, what's actually going on. Like you have no excuse now, you know what I'm saying? There's no excuse at all. And I love how, you know, people, um, you know, athletes and, you know, other, you know, well-known public figures are, you know, stepping up and utilizing that platform to raise awareness and what, and, and whatnot as well too. But it just irked me you know, with what's, what's been happening, you know what I'm saying? This is like an ongoing thing. And sometimes I'm, I'd be thinking to myself, like, yo, is this ever going to stop? Like, how is this going to stop? And I was just like, yo, yeah, yeah. I, I, I was like, how is this going to stop? I was like, yo, like, is there a way to, because obviously everything stops from, starts from the top down. Is there a way to take these older folks who are still backward thinking out of office? You can't just take them out of power like that. And I'm like, yo, is there a way to like, within that system, the police system or whatever, is there a way to like, before they go to training and do whatnot, can they like take a psychological like test or like something like, we need an extensive check on these guys too, because like, you're, you're the whole point of having authority is for them to protect you. We should never have to live in fear, you know what I'm saying? And, and, yeah. and that's just mind boggling because even me growing up, well, my parents, they always used to be like, yo, like, be careful where you at and make sure, like, you're always safe and, and basically choose your friends wisely as well, too. I should never have to always, you know, be walk, be driving in my car, the 12 pull up, I'm walking somewhere and, and the cops go by. And my natural instinct is to, like, you know, pause for a little bit and, you know, look over my shoulders to see if I'm the potential next person. Because I, I've been racially profiled before, actually, my last year. I'm in college. I was walking back from Manny's crib, actually, and there was an officer that stopped me. And I was, I had my headphones on. The officer stopped me. And he was just like, he was like, hey, come here. And I was like, you're not talking to me because I'm a goody two shoes. I'm walking back to B&B, my crib. And he stops yeah. me, puts his, puts his hand on my shoulders, and he's just like, yo, you didn't hear me talking to you? And I was like, no, nah, I did not hear you talking to you. Like, what seems to be a problem? And he basically tried to tell me that um, there was a party that was going on and there was, a guy who who was like beating up on his girlfriend or some shit like that. I was like, I'm not even dating anybody right now. I literally was <laughs> in my boy's crib playing video games, watching the NBA Spurs versus Warriors or something like that, and came home. 
And he basically, like, he was trying to take me in and whatnot. But luckily, um, the security guard, you know, like those uh, student security guards or whatever, yeah. one of them, like, had to basically vouch for me and whatnot. He let me go. But just a certain instant like that, Crazy. me thinking, like, yo, like, imagine if I gave, like, a little smart remark or she wasn't there for my aid or, you know, just something happened, you know things could have been different you know what i'm saying so that that's crazy but enough of my little rant um you know what are your thoughts on all this going on you know with you know police brutality racial profiling just inequalities that we face in in the united states and all over the world too uh i'll be honest i guess, I guess my, my take with this was like i'm pretty like numb to it unfortunately mm-hmm. Sometimes, yeah, like, because like we hear this every single day, bro. Every single yeah. day, you're just like, and at some point, I feel you. You just like, oh, again, really? Yeah, like, keep going, keep going. Like, but it's it's only numb because if I was to actually express how I actually felt, maybe this time, but 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 over the times building or, you know, what I feel when I hear people talk about it, they don't understand the situation and stuff that. If I was to actually express and talk about my ideals and my and my thoughts about how we would even think about changing that situation or think about how we would like avoid that situation, I would end up in the same situation, if not worse. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. that's I mean, it's 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 a system of of fear. It's the psychology, in a way. Like I had a conversation about one of the prominent activists that we see on social media and stuff like that about his validity. Because in my mind, like for one, like I was like I, me reading this energy, I was like I don't know. And my friend was like, no, like you know, he's good. He he only shares it on stuff. I'm like, bro, like I don't know. It just seems like dude gets off on sharing black death. And I know we everybody shares it for uh for um I mean you can share the story without sharing sharing the black death or sharing the video and stuff like that. And then on top of that, other stuff came up out of like his camp about him doing certain stuff. I was like, and on top of that, this dude doesn't even seem like he's black. Like, yo, he said he's black, but yeah, whatever. Okay. But that, that's that's a that's a different story altogether. But it's just I have to I have to put a numb band-aid on on it every time in a way because it's rage at the bottom of it. It's like asking for absolute. Lost you for a moment. I think you're on mute. Yo, 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 yo. Trey. (laughs) Trey, your sound. I can't hear you. Sorry, sorry, sorry. All right, so uh yeah you can basically start from i don't yeah i can hear you now i don't know what just happened you may have pressed like mute for something by accident um i didn't hear like the last 20 seconds of what you would say oh okay is it back on it's back on we rolling all right sweet uh we roll and we rolling <laughs> all right so basically you're saying like my, my, at the at the sure. the last thing i heard was like at the bottom of everything is rage and that's and then you like kind of went off it it is it is and for me, okay, so I'll make it more clear for his name's Charles Floyd, correct? That's his correct? name is George Floyd. George Floyd, sorry. That's how disattached I've been from it. Like 
it's hard. It's hard because at the root of me, I want to connect to everything. But if I connect to everything, if I really reach out like that, all I will all I will be is angry. All I will see is my brother, my sister, my friend, you know, my mother, my father in that position or in the position of somebody coming up missing or in the position of Sandra Bland, who got pulled over for no reason, ended up dead at the precinct and they staged that picture of her uh, or, or Trayvon Martin, or, you know, it goes, the list goes on and on and on. And, you know, it seems like every time there's a hashtag, we feel it. And then it becomes another name that we have to say. And we say it, but it just, we say it just to get to the next name on the list. That's because we have to like figure out how to keep going in a system that is really insanity. You know what I'm saying? And it's, 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 it's a lot. It's a lot, man. It's, it's so much. Cause it's like, where do you go from here? Do you try to address yourself? Do you address your, your brothers and sisters? Do you address the people that don't get it? You know, it's like, where do we go from here? How do we change the system? Cause in my heart of hearts, I don't believe that somebody's 50, 40, 30 year old that's grew up in a system of oppression in a place of privilege is ever gonna change because it doesn't benefit them to change. To change for them would be would mean to from go here to here, you know? It was a uh, it was a Dave Chappelle joke, or it was, no, it wasn't me, it was a Dave Chappelle joke, but it was like, all right. He was like, this is how this is how it goes. It's like, all right. If you, everybody would ever uh, want to be white, raise your hand. Everybody's like, oh, you know, raise your hand, like, you know, good credit, whatever like that. So, and this is how I know you guys, you said something. Uh, so if you ever want to be black, raise your hand. And everybody just like, put their hand down. Because <laughs> people people acknowledge, you already acknowledge right when you hear, you, like, being black, you acknowledge the, the struggle that comes with it. No matter the culture, no matter anything, you acknowledge the struggle that comes with it. And and to wrap it up, and I, we might circle back around to this when we're wrapping things up. But to, to wrap it up, man, um, there's a shift happening, and I pray for the people in in where where it happened, where he he died at, that are are protesting and stuff like that, that they are smart about it. Yes, those people are fearless, but that they are smart about it because we don't want them to lose their lives as well uh, without a uh, collected effort and you know something that's going to make real change and not them just going out and being put behind bars or being put in harm's way for no reason uh but condolences to his family um that officer i don't even care if the law deals with him he just needs to be dealt with honestly like or he got law, fired. i think the law uh i think they i think all of them got fired and um, I think the latest thing that I heard was my mom maybe I said something. Somebody text. Uh, I think they said she said the mayor of Minneapolis is stating that the police officer should be charged with murder um, as well too. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see what happens with that update. That's on top of that, we haven't got gotten even done healing from our if we're ever going <laughs> to heal from Ahmed. You know what I'm saying? From Aubrey, from from Ahmed Aubrey. Like <laughs> this, this is sick. It's sick, bro. It's sick. I don't. I don't really have all the words for it. That's probably why my rent was so long. But I don't have all the words for it. I haven't formulated it yet. I just. It's. It's too much, honestly, right now. It's honestly too much. Yeah, man. I agree with you, bro. Um, 
Sometimes I wonder how it gets better, you know what I'm saying? And kind of what LeBron alluded to yesterday, like he had a side-by-side picture um, with the police officer who killed um, the guy on the left. And on the right, he had Colin Kaepernick kneeing. He was like, yo, this is exactly why Colin Kaepernick took a knee because of common day acts like this that go on every single day. As long as Every single day. And then y'all going blackball my guy. And people who are NFL fans are outraged. He yeah. should be he shouldn't be kneeing during the national like like nigga, what are you talking about, bro? Like, do you not care for the well being of everyone? You know what I'm saying? Like like people are sick. Why are you sick? Like, why do you hate one particular race or people that don't look like you? You should always judge someone off of their character. You know what I'm saying? You should never judge someone off of their off of their background or their skin tone, anything like that. Like that's I think that's they're so bullshit. comfortable in their privilege. They're so comfortable, so aware, but pretend that they're so oblivious and for the cause when they're not really for the cause, bro. We have to have sometimes some we have to have an episode to actually hash all this stuff out. Cause I I can give you a lot better thoughts. So we just have to like dedicate 30 minutes to just yeah, like for sure, for sure, going, for sure. going through it. Oh, yeah, yeah. But moving on to sports day. Better things. Better things. <laughs> so uh Damian Lillard made some heat lately in the news. Um Dang. Dame Dollar. Uh, so it says Trailblazers after well <laughs> Trailblazers star Damian Lillard says he won't compete in a restarted NBA season if Portland does not have a legitimate shot to make the playoffs. If we come back and they're just like we're adding a few games to finish the regular season and they're throwing us out there for meaningless games and we don't have a true opportunity to get into the playoffs, I'm going to be with my team because I'm a part of the team. Lillard told Yahoo Sports on Tuesday, but I'm not going to be participating. I'm telling you that right now. Um, so what are your thoughts? Because after that, he said, we had fought ourselves back into a position to get a spot, Lillard said. We had our starting center and starting power forward coming back. We had a lot to look forward to in a great season. Now they're healthy and have extra time to train and rehab while everybody's rusty. Um, so now they won't be coming back as the only rusty players. And if everyone's rusty, we can come in here and beat everybody. It's going to be hard to get going with no fans. You've been off all that time, and some people are just ready for summer like, shit. I mean, fuck it. I haven't played in a long time, and the season's basically over to me. Do I really care like I cared before? There's going to be a lot of those factors going on. And that presents a lot of room for a team to sneak some shit, like really messing around and knock some teams off. And then, oh, they're in the Western Conference Finals. There's room for that with this situation. So the fact is, the fact that it's possible we wouldn't get an opportunity at that, that's weak to me. I ain't getting no younger. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Um, what are your, your your thoughts on that? Because like you said, like, if we don't have no player, like, if we don't have no plan, then what if, – if we don't have no plan and your goal is to get us, you know, through a mini training camp, through some scrimmages, and then through some exhibition games before the playoffs, if we're not – if we're not qualified to be in the playoffs, then what the fuck is the point of playing? You know what I'm saying? Like, there's really no point of playing unless it has something to do with, like, you know, with the money situation and whatnot. But, like, I think they should have a plan because, like we said before, numerous times they still had about 20 games to go so mm-hmm. what i proposed a couple episodes ago if they can do that with the what the 9th 10th 11th and 12th with the ac get a bye that would be dope 
from both sides of the conference. But what are your thoughts on Damian Lillard? You think he, you think he has a point with what he said? Uh, like I commented the other day when you posted, I totally agree with that. Um, and even him kind of treating it like it would be like a like a March Madness kind of scenario, like anything happen type scenario. You get in some rhythm without fans. I mean, it is it is it it, it, it kind of would feel like the uh, like the regional or like play-in matchups or something like that in the uh, NCAA tournament. Like, you know, not too many fans in those arenas as much as it would be once they got to, like, the round of 32 or the Sweet 16 and stuff like that. It's kind of that kind of feel. Um, and stuff does happen, you know. Uh, people are trying to get into the groove, players going off, you know, trying to find your rhythm in, in that kind of environment. And Dame's right. Like, if there's no chance for us to win what we're competing for, I'm not – rocking with it. I could get hurt out there. I'm just going to play some fluff games for somebody to make some money off of me. Nah, bro. On top of that, like, they already got their salaries cut, you know, because the league's not even in. Like, come on. Come on. I mean, it's a great business decision. Um, it's it's smarter uh, in the, uh, you know, first team, all common sense. Uh, <laughs> kind of way, you know, Dame is, I, I heard Stephen Jack say that, so shout out all the smoke. But, uh, Oh, yeah. yeah. First team, all all common sense, uh, Dane Lillard decides he's not going to play. And I mean, I can't knock him for that. I think it's a great, uh, again, again, a great business decision. It just just makes sense. And it would have to – I mean, the NBA is going to have to do what it has to do to get back on the court regardless. But the players are going to have to make decisions for themselves. This is a season that's unlike any other. And it's kind of similar to – a college bowl game of football, sometimes those seniors will come, they know they're going to get drafted and they're not going to play. They're like, yo, I'm not going to play in this bowl game. Like, I know we've been rocking all year, but I'm going to come with y'all to the bowl game. But, you know, I got some millions of dollars I can make, you know, later on the line. And at first it was like, oh, they're not playing, whatever like that. Now it's really common for the seniors not to play, you know, the next man up to go ahead and get his little shine on. And because they know that you have, they're going on other stuff that they're going to go on to compete in a higher level. This is super similar. Dame's like, yo, if I'm not going to compete for something big, then that I'm not competing at all. I'll wait till next year so we can compete for a championship again. Uh, yeah. Um, I agree with you. Yeah. There ain't no playoff. There ain't no shot at the teams who are in the playoff hunt to yeah. be eligible in any form of way, any form of shape, rather, uh, for the playoffs than. The nine, I'm sending out two, bro. Extended, <laughs> extended yeah. for me. Let me work on my game and come back fully healthy with my squad, and we're gonna see what's up next time. Yeah. Y'all. Don't catch this fade. We don't. We don't join teams that. Play <laughs> this, you know what I'm saying? We work with what we got. It's like, nah. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Yeah, you stupid. <laughs> you stupid. Come on now. Yeah, my fault, Katie. Um, <laughs> <laughs> moving on to the next topic. Um, so within those confines of the season coming back, they're looking at things to, you know, take place. And I think uh, July, I want to say, I think I actually have an article pulled up. Um, let me see right here. Phone acting a little slow for my internet. Boom, 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 yeah. boom, boom. Cool. So basically, um, when the season resumes, knock on wood, um, obviously they're going to be at one remote location in Orlando, Florida. And now they're thinking of what we kind of talked about last year, what Adam Silver talked about. Obviously, you know, some of the things, you know, with Adam Silver, he's very progressive and, you know, wants to generate as much revenue, wants to, um, you know, obtain 
even more and more fans on a, you know, season by season basis as well. The NBA community is ever growing. Um, but mm-hmm. one thing that came to mind for him was having in-season tournaments and then, you know, potentially down the road looking at, you know, a uh, one through 16 seed as opposed to an Eastern Conference or Western Conference. So basically his one of one of the ideas was that once we have the eight, the one through AC secured in the East, one through AC secured in the West, then we will reseed all those teams by their record. So you know there could be a chance where there is a battle of LA in the in, in the finals, and there's no Eastern Conference Finals or Western Conference Finals as well too. I think that's interesting. Um, I think you know, like you said last week, you know, if this is a asterisk season, then you know you might as well try something new, um, and that will definitely have people excited you know it's gonna be a little weird without fans but I think that'll be pretty interesting especially now the biggest issue was like yo you guys have to travel even more and even further distances now now if you're in a remote location then I think you can do that I mean I wouldn't be opposed to it but for me you know I always love the narratives from a fan standpoint you know what I'm saying I love the Mm -hmm. idea of LeBron James and Kawhi Leonard leaving the Eastern Conference to go to the Western Conference. I love the idea of, yo, the East is up for grabs. You know what I'm saying? Like, who's going to come out on top? Is Giannis going to claim that Eastern Conference throne? Are the AKA baby dinosaurs who finally reached that mountaintop of getting the championship, are they going to have a chance to see what they can do without Kawhi? Like, what's that looking like? Has Jason Tatum emerged into that star status and can lift this team? You know, will Joel Embiid and will Ben Simmons, you know, finally come together, finally will be fully healthy and, and rise to the occasion? Are we going to have an underdog like the Miami Heat? Are we going to have an underdog with Victor Oladipo coming back and make some noise? Like, like I, I love those narratives. And I, obviously, like we said, the Battle of LA as well, too, in the West. Like, yeah. we, we, we live for that. Like, is it, for, is it a foregone conclusion that LeBron is going to face up with Kawhi squad? Or is a team like Dallas or OKC or Denver or Houston going to upset them in the second round? Like, I, I, like I love that. But what are your thoughts on um, one through sixteen seeding, and and would that be something that you'd be open to? Are you for it? Um, only because I would be fine with throwing out the uh, the battle of like the Western Conference and stuff like that with the neutral site going on. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it's not kind of it's not the same field. There's no fans. There's I mean yes, it would be the two teams together, but it might be a more exciting game to see them in the championship of whatever kind of format that they uh, led to, whether it be in Orlando, Vegas, or Orlando and Vegas, or if we're going to do the Western and Eastern Conference respectively, then they can do it. You know, Western and Vegas, and then or Eastern Orlando uh, per se. So I wouldn't mind them switching it up. I mean, it's just. Like, like I, I keep saying, now is the time to do it. If you're going to do it, why not? Uh, from a narrative standpoint, yes. Uh, that does drive um, – it drives narrative. Uh, it drives the story. It drives what we can look back on. We see that, you know, MJ just put his tape out. And, you know, it's going to – if there's cameras following LeBron around, this will add to whatever he has in the vault coming in years to come too. So – I think you you have to do what's best for efficiency, what's best for health concern first, and then what's best and most realistically can be uh, executed for a league. And uh, whatever that boils down to, I'm game to see it. But I wouldn't mind the one to 16 seed just to shake it up, just to see something new. And people are going to be excited to have basketball on anyway. It's going to be weird because the fans aren't there. So let's see. Let's do it. 
see what happens. And if it all burns, crashes to the ground, at least it's better to uh, and, and not even just saying that metaphorically, uh, burns and crashes to the ground. Um, but uh, why not do it and see what happens? Because if not, we were not going to get any NBA to begin with. You know what I'm saying? So, hey. No, no, I, I agree with you as well, too. Like I said, this is a shortened season. Like we said last week, you know, life is all about the unexpected. So why not try something new um, and see, you know, mm-hmm. how it plays out? Obviously, like the, the fan, the fan, if we had fans, then and we were allowed to have them in these facilities all like maxed out and things were safe, like moving forward, that would probably be a dope idea. But we'll, we'll see how lit. it works out. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? We'll see how it works out. Um, but you know, I'm not opposed to seeing the two best players playing for the championship in the championship series. That that would be dope to me. Um, but you know, it is what it is. So uh moving on from that, man. Um so you know, John Wall um was recently on all the smoke. Bradley Beal was recently on this on, on all the smoke as well, too. Great episodes if you guys already peeped that. Definitely go peep that. Bill is a cool ass dude. You was you like if you didn't know he was from Missouri, you would squeeze from the DMV. He just has that that DMV <laughs> vibe. But uh, you know, he was just talking about his thoughts on the Jordan documentary coming up, and you know, basically he was saying like, "Yo, it's it's." He's like, "I just read a stat. I think all but like two years, Jordan averaged at least thirty points." He was mm-hmm. like, "Do you know how hard that is to average thirty <laughs> points?" Effortless, effortless, He's like, yo, do you know how hard that is? Like, like that's ridiculous. But he was basically talking about like his come up, being in college. Um, you know, him and John Wall. You know, yeah. he's been since quarantine times, and you know, just stepping into that number one role option. But the biggest takeaway was, you know, him believing that him and John Wall can coexist. And I guess a lot of people were bashing him about, like, you know, taking on his contract. But just like I said numerous times, like, you you reach your prime when you're around. I think the prime years is from, like, 28 to 34, I believe. Mm-hmm. And I believe that Bradley Beal, um, if I'm not mistaken. 27? Bradley right. Beal is only 26 years old. So he was like, yo, like, oh, oh. I'm not even at my, my tip-top shape. Brad like, Beal, 26? That's crazy. 26. He turns 27 June 28th. Um, but he's basically saying like, yo, I'm not at my tip top shape yet. So I believe in myself. I believe in John Wall. And basically, I'm going to give this city all I can when my contract's up. If we're not in the right direction, he basically alluded to it like, yo, like I'm going to still be in my prime. And I'm if I if if there's no guarantees of moving forward, at least competing for a title, then I'm going to rock. But, you know, I think that they should give them a fair shot. I think that Bradley Beal and John Wall can coexist. You know, John Wall taking that time off, seeing, you know, things that he can and can't do. Bradley Beal raising his game as well, too. Um, But I think two alpha males can coexist with one another. Uh, Do you think, you know, when they come back, they're going to be one of those teams to, you know, watch out for as well, too? Obviously, they got a lot to work with. I mean, have a lot to – yeah, they have a lot to – work on with what they have to work with as far as their personnel. But John Wall says he's feeling um, better than before because he's always essentially said he's been playing injured. And like I said, Bradley Beal yeah. has stepped up to that superstar type of level. Um, but what are your thoughts on them coexisting? Uh, these are my wizards, and I love them. Uh, oh, because 
Go, go. I'm not a Wizards fan. I'm not a Wizards I know, fan. No, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. I just remember fan. episodes ago when you were saying, I think uh, you had met like a few of them, or I think they came to like VCU for like Yeah, training. so we did a training camp here a few times, and I got to work the training camp. So I, I literally got to rebound for Brad Bill when he was like, and because I, I can't even say workout, I rebounded for Brad when he was, um, you know, just in his shot stuff after practice, you know, just going through his moves, going through his like, and that was elite within itself. So that was like really dope to see, real inspiring, just like kind of like studying him. He talked about he was another game. Um, so, you know, it was like, yo, like, so I, I always support stuff like that. You know, you get the chance to like be on the ground, realize these guys that are superstars are also real people, but at the same time, got the same work ethic and put the same stuff into each day that everybody does. They just do it with their craft. It's like, oh, like Brad was like, he shot for like an hour. I rebounded for him an hour and he missed, I mean, out of for an hour, bro, he missed <laughs> only a handful of shots. I probably could have counted on my finger, but he was going through his moves. He was doing like his heart and his moves, going through like his little routines and stuff like that. Like even in the uh, interview, he's talking about, yo, I study hard and I, he studies everything. So we had plenty of moves. I even looked at some of them like, yo, is this stuff? He had the step backs. Like, his bag was impeccable. This was, like, three years ago, you know? So I'm, I'm watching that just studying because it's, it's one thing to, like, you know, watch something from a video standpoint, but to see it up close, it, it just – you retain it a lot more. You retain it a lot more. So I was like, yo, this is dope. Um, so I'm really big on Brad. Really big on John, too, because John loves sat there chopped it up with me like it was nothing. And I always tell the story, but I'm lit that I was homecoming one year and I look over and see an entourage of people walking around and I look and I, it's John. And John got his whole team around him. And this is how I really do John is, I got his whole team around him. I'm, I got separated from my crew. So I got my Washington Wizards literally right when they switched to Nike. So I had the Nike uh, sweat joint on and with my chain and my do-rag on. So I had the Nike uh, new a little practice jersey on. I'm sitting there in it because it's Howard's colors. I'm cooling, whatever like that. John got his whole entourage around us in this big Howard homecoming uh, tailgate. Pulls up. What's up, bro? Dash me up. Keeps going. Like, you doing all right? Yeah, I'm cool, John. All right. Split. <laughs> I was like, yo. <laughs> like, that's how real John is, bro. And uh, and I'll, I'll do say that to carry into their relationship and how they like, you know, talk to uh, about, you know, people and media just kind of making stuff weird uh, as a perception goes with them. But it's like, nah, me and Brad have been cool. And we just have to sit down and be like, yo, you good with me? Yeah, you got a problem? Nah. So like, let's keep hooping. Yeah. But I, th- I think when we talk about, uh, you know, Brad getting used to John and John getting used to Brad. It's more of a when IQ and maturation thing as comes as it comes to basketball. It's like finding a way to win, but also you get your respective shots off, or you, you know, give some shots up to the other person, but you stay in rhythm. You know, it's kind of a, a yin and yang, a ebb, a ebb and flow kind of thing. It's like that's that's what it always is. It's like yo, me and John got to, had to figure out how to like you know really get with each other. That's all it was. It's it's, it's basketball. I'll talk. It's not them personally off the court because they're all they want to do is win games. All Brad wants to do is win. All John wants to do is win, and they win. Uh, I think because with the systems that they've had, it's been a lot easier uh, for one of them to be at the consistent focus and for whatever reason get over the hump of games. 
that that we've seen it that's been glamorized and the media's like oh my god oh bradley bill did it without john or john did it without bradley bill it's like no they just haven't really been put in a system to whereas they can both win together so they've been working towards it and i think right before john went down last year they were he's slowly getting it slowly slowly getting it now brad's like yo i'm ready for brad, uh, john to come back because i'm averaging 30 and i know john is says he's 110 percent healthy which is scary because john was dunking on people reverse spin layups on matt barnes and stuff like that crazy <laughs> crazy stuff uh so when you ask me you know do do the wizards have a chance to to make shake make some shake i think the wizards always make some shake for what they've had all right but it always seems mediocre to us because their organization is not doing anything to help them um at all it's always been john and brad and i can't bet on that Again, like I always say, it's like I can't keep betting on the same thing that keeps losing. The organization keeps playing the same card. Brad, Brad and John, Brad and John, Brad, like you know what I'm saying? Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. They keep playing scissors, scissors, scissors. So <laughs> I'm going to choose rock eventually, you know? <laughs> so it's like, yo, um, they're older, they're more mature, they might be a little bit more firepower. So they might go a little bit further, but against a team that like the Celtics or a team like Toronto that's well-coached and well-managed uh, or even a team well like Milwaukee that's getting together or, or the Heat, like they could sneak a, a series here or there, but I don't see them getting over the hook until the management decides to put another piece around them that can actually go. They're always getting the Paul Pearson end of their leg, a leg of their career. They're getting uh, these wing players that aren't the, the strongest. They have a, a good rookie in Rory. Um, and Rui, uh, if, I, if I said that right, yeah, and um, yep, yep. But there's some there. They need more. They need more than that, bro. And for them to get further in the East or out the East, it's gonna take some restructuring. Uh, I think Brad and Bill. I mean, Brad and uh, John <laughs> are always gonna get it done. Yeah, Brad and Bill. I think Brad and John are always gonna get it done. Like they haven't seen. They haven't even showed me that they were they were choke in a big scenario. They've always brought their A game, but. There's a reporting cast, and the system that they're in has never succeeded for them or never, you know, put them in a position to win in in, in the long run. Yeah, yeah I feel you um, 100%, bro. For I think they can make some noise, maybe possibly get to the second round, but they may be too far removed, and the East has gotten better, but Man, yeah. whenever Brad and whenever Bradley, I was about to say Brad and Bill because he always. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Whenever Brad and John Brandy. have been to the playoffs, like to me, I always thought they had a shot. So uh, we'll see how things work, you know. But like you said, it starts from the top down, and you would think like it. It, it that does speak to the management because DC yeah. could be a pretty fun place to play. Like I'd rather play in DC any day than Utah or Milwaukee. Hell yeah! Or something I would like be that, jumping you know in saying? DC. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So it, it definitely starts from the management's perspective as well, too. And I even heard stories back in the day about how people used to say when they were part of the Wizards, like that was the most fun they had, but there was no real like hierarchy. You know, what I'm saying like yeah, yeah. it felt like everyone just like yo, just do whatever. You know, what I'm saying so. Okay. It's gonna be interesting to see who they can pick up. Like you said, they when you're in a market like that. You got to get lucky from the draft, take someone on the back end of their career, like you said, like a Paul Pierce or whatnot, or make a, make a trade. Um, yeah. We'll see what's happening, you know. And speaking of trades, 
Um, there's rumors that the Brooklyn Nets are potentially looking to trade for Bradley Beal. Now, if Bradley Beal is teaming up with Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant, um, obviously we would make an assumption that he's going to be the number three option. Are they fine? Are they, are they, are they pretty much, is it pretty much a foregone conclusion that one, they can coexist and two, they're, you know, a finals favorite? Uh, it's not a foregone conclusion that they can coexist. Um, although the players were younger, um, I didn't see Kyrie effectively coexist with uh, his Boston teammates um, all the time. And that raises eyebrows. And this is not taking away from Kyrie's greatness. I think he's top three-point guards in the league right now as far as ability and everything. It's, it's hard. It's It's definitely hard to kind of, you know, root for Kyrie with him not being able to lead a team and pick him up a team they do better. But I'm rooting for him. I'm just saying – I'm just saying I'm talking about – I'm talking about – I'm not talking about you in particular. uh, I'm just talking about uh, in general. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It makes sense why people wouldn't basically – like I I ask you, this is a foregone conclusion that they're going to be – It's not. It makes sense. It should be. It should be. Yeah, on paper, It should be. It should be. be. But it's not. But I I really do think, though, with with Kyrie – you know, he just didn't get the benefit of the doubt um, when he came back from that knee injury and played in his second season with Boston because these guys almost reached the mountaintop and got to the finals. And when you're on your, you know, your contract and you're trying to get paid and they try to reinsert two all-star level players, one superstar and another all-star level players with these young guys that tasted that success without them. Yeah. And there's going to be a rift in the locker room as well, too. And you know personalities actually matter in a working environment, too. So it's like... I feel for him, but at the same time, I don't feel for him because the numbers tell you that he's really not making any improvements when he's on another team. But go ahead. Yeah, I mean, that's that's what it is, bro. Um, and uh, a tweet from my man, he was like, yo, I think when Kyrie and KD are 100% healthy, the rest of the league's not going to be able to ask with him. That's very true. That's very, very, very true. Um, I just... I don't see why you would add Brad to that mix. I mean, I guess you do need, like, the shooter because Kyrie can drive and he doesn't miss his shots. Uh, you have KD, who's an electric scorer, but when they're starting to crowd KD, um, who are you going to go to? Like, is there somebody you can swing it to in the corner? Uh, and I'm not sure who the, who the Nets have that could be that person, but Brad Bill would be that in an elite level as well as um, added scoring. He would be that person in the first unit that you would leave in with the second unit that would eat, that could go for 30, um, you know. Yeah. Uh, and I think he would lead to a championship pushing that way. So I can't say I don't know why you would try, trade for Brad Bill. And maybe that would be a destination Brad would love to go to once everything is said and done, you know once the contract is up or, you know, if they could get a trade for him. I – it's just it's such a question mark with, with them up there. Um, again, like things like you sh- – it should be. It should there should be no question about it. But there's even more of a spotlight on everything when – if that did take place and boom, now they have to produce. Now they have to be healthy, which is not a choice. You know, healthy is not a choice. It's just you're going to hope and pray to God that you are healthy. And I think out of the three of them, uh, and I'll say out of the three of them, uh, Brad Beal would be the most consistent, like, non-injury prone currently. I mean, yeah, he's the he youngest. Had, he, had, he had injuries on earlier in the season, but he's been pretty damn healthy the last three or four years. Yeah, he's he's the youngest, but at the same time, like, 
go. Like KD with the foot injury, the I mean, of course, the Achilles and and so on and so forth. And Kyrie, which seems like he's injured every other day. And that's again, this is no knock to Kyrie because there's so much respect for Kyrie. But you have to you have to take a look at that. And it's like Brad Beal would honestly be a safety valve if all of them, you know, went down. On top of bro, they still have a really damn good team. Kind of without yeah. Kyrie, without Kyrie and Katie. Uh, unfortunately, they got rid of their coach for whatever reason. Are we saying they? Are we saying that they're a good team though? You know, what I'm saying they are in the Eastern Conference and they haven't even been over 500 yet, still been qualified for the playoffs. So are they actually a good team? I mean, they on paper you you think with the pieces that they have and then signing DeAndre Jordan, Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, they will be better. Obviously, we weren't able to see that. Mm-hmm. Would you say that they're a really good team? I didn't say – okay, maybe I said a really good team. But they're a decent team, a playoff contender for what is worth, for what the goals that they're trying to make is to make the playoffs and get in where they fit in. They're a team that can do that. Now, adding Kyrie back, it puts you up there 2-3. Um, adding KD, it puts you damn near – uh, competing for the Eastern Conference Finals or the the final or even the championship, and then putting Brad Bill up there, who can hopefully coexist with the rest of them, and you know produce and get them over the hump. Then you know you're adding possibly the uh, the piece that would help them win the championship, possibly. No. Yeah. On okay. top of what they have, DeAndre DeAndre Jordan up there too, and yeah, I think they have some pretty good defensive and you know some height as far as stuff goes too in the backcourt. Yeah, I mean, I definitely like, Dinwiddie, right? I definitely. Like, I mean, Levert's like six six. I didn't even know he was six six. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. which is crazy. Kind of crazy. Um, and then, like you said, you got DJ, you got Allen, and you got Allen. Uh, I think it's T Prince. He's pretty good too. Um, but yeah, they got a nice nucleus. I think all they really need, I mean, if those are your role players and the whole point is to build around your franchise play when you have two of them, I think they're solid and they just, you know, pick up some veteran pieces along the way. I think they'll be fine. Um, but like you said, it kind of really depends on health. Health is the ultimate luck. So we'll see what happens. Um, so moving on from that, if you had to pick a team, because I, I think Bradley Beal could, definitely be a number two option on a championship level team uh, I think he's proven that this year um, and even last year he showed pretty much on a consistent basis what he can do as well when John Wall went down again um, where would you like to see him if he wasn't in the Washington Wizards market if he wasn't attached to Brooklyn Nets and you know let's say he got traded or he became a free agent or something like that um, where would you see him playing and coexisting with you know another organization another star player Mm. Brad Beal. Um, that's a great question. Um, let's see, Brad Beal. I got I got two answers right now. <laughs> you got two answers. Uh, I, I feel like the I feel like if the Warriors don't go get Giannis, maybe Brad Beal. This is just me throwing shit out. And then so you 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 would throw um you would throw Clay to the three and, and Beal to the two. Yeah, yeah, because Clay can cut six seven, like six seven, six, eight. Yeah. Bills, and he what, can, six three, six four. Yeah, and he was mm-hmm. talking about he's an undersized two guard in the league, which I mean, truthfully, uh, with with the way the league's going now, but 
Yeah, yeah. Back in the day, shooting guards were six three, six four, maybe six five. Easy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now this this new age stuff that these kids are on. Um, so there and possibly, I feel like the Heat are always out to get people too. I don't know. I'm not great in my GM prowls just yet. What are you thinking? <laughs> uh, I think the Heat's oversaturated. I think although Beal is getting better every single year, I think it's a little redundant to get him when you already have Clay and and Steph Curry. So I would definitely try to go for a bigger two way type of player like a hybrid okay. power forward for the Warriors. So if you could swap his ass for no disrespect in what shape or form, I think he's he's basically he's been an all-star past two or four three season. I can't remember. Mm-hmm. I would make him a number two to play alongside of Giannis instead of Middleton. I think that would be fire. Yeah. I think that'll actually work as well too. And yeah. Our biggest knock on Giannis is like, yo, you can sure. take us there, but when the playoffs matter and they key in on you build that wall up and you gotta basically surrender your powers to and surrender your powers and rely on, you know, your role players or whoever, who you gonna lean on. And yeah. Bill has proven that he can get 30 and sleep effortlessly. Once he said the game slowed down and it felt like it was effortless, that's when he knew like his go time. Yeah, so time. I feel like I feel like Bill with Giannis and that's around and those pieces around him would probably definitely and they would they would they would get to the finals, I think. Um, that's my team for the East. Obviously, you always have the Philadelphia 76ers. They're always missing a piece like that, it seems like, since Ben Simmons doesn't want to shoot. But from the West, they may be challenged a little bit defensively, but that would be a badass big three with Porzingis, Luka, and Bradley Bill. I, I would Interesting. That. that would be Interesting. Tough. You just have to fill it out defensively around them, but yeah. that would be a t- Who's the point guard in Dallas? Luka. Luca, Luca just plays yeah. the point guard. Yeah, he's bad, bro. Okay, I didn't know who that was. This is just his primary. Like he was ball handling all the time. Yeah, he's at six seven. Guard, bro. Man, that's sick, awesome, bro. Yeah, that's bro. sick. It's actually that's crazy. crazy. <laughs> it's actually and Brad Billick too. And I think Brad that would. I think that would add to some fire. Yeah, they would be. Man, they would be tough. Hey, but. you know a random thought I had <laughs> just oh. now. I remember when J.J. was talking to uh, Zion, like, yo, I've never missed the playoffs, so don't get up for me, kid. Technically, J.J. hasn't been the playoffs yet. I mean, yeah. <laughs> With all this going on. Yeah. That would so be like if the Pelicans get the AC, though. Yeah. I'm, hey, that was just random, but yeah. I digress. <laughs> Moving on. Um, just give me your one-minute spill on this. This guy always makes the headlines, you know. He's always been known for his trash, trash talking and and being truthful. Um, and uh, obviously, you like your Game of Thrones. I'm sure you may have watched Game of Thrones. If you haven't, you should watch that. Um, I think it's great. The way it concluded was ridiculous, saying that they were basically defining what the goat is on the on season finale, oh, on the yeah. actual episode finale, and. Paul Pierce ended up being the GOAT, and obviously he's known as the truth. So he basically, with history with, with history in general, just looking back at it, it's always from one person's point of view. So basically you can you can reverse engineer all that shit, you know what I'm saying? So things we read now, like the Bible or these great philosophers like Aristotle and whatnot, I'm pretty sure it's been tweaked a little bit too. Um, but he was in the news and, you know, he came out with his top five list and um, he had MJ, Kareem, Bill Russell, Magic Johnson, and Kobe being Bryant. And a lot of people, you know, gave him some shit because he didn't put LeBron in his top five as well, too. And, you know, at the end of the day, it's all subjective. There's no real way to evaluate who's the best player, especially when 
as a league, we're always evolving. Rules are always changing. People are becoming more skilled than before. And it's just different, you know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. uh, what are your thoughts? Do you agree with them? Um, does everyone have – I mean, everyone's entitled to their own opinion, but I think I think with all the body of work that LeBron has accomplished, and I think part of it plays that he had a rivalry with them as well too. He, yeah. LeBron, they both stopped each other from, you know, getting to the finals, you know, and competing for a title. So I think – is that kind of hate factor or that over-competitive factor with one another that makes Paul Pierce not want to rank on there. But any thoughts on that? Uh, it's hard to, to to go with the guy from a competitive standpoint when he's busting your ass for, like, <laughs> 28 points. I remember, like, it was, like, one game. He was like, yo, like, let me stand LeBron like that. And, like, LeBron, like, busted him for, like, 18 or 28 points. It was something crazy. And he was trying to, like, he was just trying to keep up with that dude. Uh I think Paul Pierce understands what's going to make a headline, and he's still trying to get paid, all right? Like, this is his new adventure uh, avenue. It's a, each his own opinion, but that's super provocative to say that LeBron right now is not top five. And you know when you exclude LeBron from the top five that you're going to have a headline. So he, he knew what he was saying when it came out of his mouth. Whether he truly believes it or not, he knew that was going to, you know, cause a tizzy. <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he knew it was going to get people's feathers ruffled. So, yeah. Meanwhile, LeBron is at his house eating tacos, sipping wine, and doing weird ab workouts and shit, and whatever. And we'll TikTok <laughs> videos with Bronny and them. Like, unfazed. So, yeah, that's my woman to take. Like, Le- Paul Pierce knows what he was doing. He had to play to do. And maybe it's from a competitive standpoint. We all, I'm not going to admit, even though this guy, you know, we, we both got blows on each other. Paul Pierce, let it go. Forget it. Forget about it. Yeah. And it's funny because <laughs> LeBron James and Paul Pierce have matched up 39 times. And <laughs> Pierce in LeBron's numbers, LeBron's averaged 29 points, seven assists, seven rebounds. And Pierce yeah, yeah. averaged 20 points, four assists, six rebounds. Yeah. And um, I think out of those 39 times, Pierce actually won 21 of those 39 matchups. Um, yeah. So. Pretty interesting to see as well, too. Uh, moving on from there, one of the last topics I want to talk about today is champion or no? Or no. So ex-Warriors forward and one of the most popular podcast sports figures, Matt Barnes, doesn't refer that. to himself as – Oh, my God. I'm sorry about that. Doesn't refer to himself as an NBA champion. Um, so <clears> – <throat> His answer will probably surprise you. He said, to be honest with you, I really don't count that championship with the Warriors. Obviously, through the process of my career and everything I accomplished, I earned it. But I got hurt going into the playoffs, and I've never been given anything. I felt like because I wasn't out there on the court with my guys sweating and fighting that it wasn't given to me. I appreciate the opportunity in the ring, but I don't really ever refer to myself as a champion or wear my ring. It has a nice ring to it, but as far as just my mentality and the way I've always gone about things, I kind of feel like this was given to me. Um, it's pretty interesting to see, you know what I'm saying? I feel like on one hand, obviously, if you're a part of the organization, um, you definitely should get hand and ring. But from a competitive standpoint and from a pride standpoint, if you don't touch the floor at all, then I feel you like you can give me that joint, but I ain't wearing that shit in public. Like, yeah. part of ceremony and whatnot. But if I feel like I didn't have any form of an impact with you guys, then I don't know. I don't think I would, I would acknowledge that I'm a champion, but I wouldn't be, you know, 
gloating and saying that you know I'm I'm an actual champion as well too. What do you what are your thoughts on that? Uh, first off, <laughs> let's acknowledge how real this motherfucker Matt Barnes is. Yo, he's the, I love he's the him, guy. He's the realest <laughs> dude ever because he That's decided to, to, to drive five whatever hours just to go beat Derek Fisher's ass, dog. <laughs> <laughs> and that still geeks me. I don't even know what was on the playlist. <laughs> but, like, yeah. I'm sorry. But, um... <laughs> How you, how you drive five hours and still mad to go beat somebody's ass? You have to, like, get re-mad. Imagine yeah, stopping yeah. At, the, at the gas station and being pissed off pumping gas and, just... yeah. <laughs> and ordering from Wawa and shit. How you order a sandwich pissed off? A sandwich pissed off. But, um... <laughs> um, Let's see, let's see, let's see. Uh, Matt Barnes, I get it, I get it. But for me, it would have been about the journey as well. Like, I think that was towards the end of his career. Um, yes, what I felt like I I didn't, you know, contribute as much to this team during the ring, but I have X amount of seasons behind me in my career that I've worked so hard for. And, you know, God willing, God bless, I've been chosen to be on this team, unfortunately, because of injuries or maybe it was because, you know, it was the end of my career. Somebody in front of me that's doing better, I still contribute to the locker room. I still just end up there, you know. I'm going to I'm gonna wear more out of just a, hey, I was in the league. I was a good top player in the league. That, you know, I, you have to call him a top player because he survived in the league where you, know, you can play one or two years and then drop off the face of the earth and get lost in G League and get lost overseas and just end the third. Matt Barnes was consistently on teams, you know. He was consistently on teams. Um, so I think I, I will wear it because of, of reverence to the past. Maybe, maybe you didn't, you know, it's like getting an A in the course, right? It's like maybe you didn't do as well as you wanted to on the last test or the final. Not for real, last test or the final. No, no, yeah, I'm, and, I'm thinking about this from that standpoint. I see what you I yeah, see and, you and it, go ahead. Yeah, and, and it brings you – it brings it hurts your grade that was maybe a, a 95 in it. If it's on a 10-point scale, it brings it down to a 90.2 or something like that. It's still an A. It's still a, I still did it. I still experienced the NBA. And yes, I didn't perform as well as I wanted to, or I didn't, you know, I couldn't give as much to this final. It kind of got me down. But this is a, a, a symbol that I did what the fuck I did in this class over the long run. And hey, you know, this is, this is what becomes of consistency and longevity. Like sometimes you'll find yourself in a good situation. So I do agree with him. Like, yeah, I, uh, I don't want that. I ain't do too much. Yes, uh, any competitor would be like that. But at the same time, if I had to look that up from an overall standpoint, if I was just, you know, in the NBA or in the league, I would have him be like, yo, like, it was a damn good run, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, when you uh, dumb it down in that sense and make it even more relatable, I, I, I definitely understand as well, too. Me wearing it, though, I don't know. Niggas gonna roast you. Oh yeah, I don't know if I'm gonna wear it out or something like that. I would have it at the crib, you know what I'm saying? Like it's not like come over there, yo, you see that? <laughs> Champion too. Like on top of like, you know, the we believe warriors and all that other stuff like that, and you know, just being a dog that you were and the whole experience from an athletic standpoint, it's like, you know, I accomplished everything. I was on playoff teams, I was this kind of score, I was this, was that, and you know, there's the ring as the cherry on top. Not because yeah. it's the best thing in the Sunday, but because it's the cherry on top, that's all. I mean, yeah, and I mean, I do remember that. Not even having, not even him, you know, you know, playing, I mean, on the episode of All the Smoke with Vince Carter, but I, or I think with T-Mac, one of them too. Mm-hmm. But 
I do remember when KD was hurt for a little bit and he actually did get picked up by him. I think his last team before I was Sacramento Kings and he was playing about 20, 25 minutes and actually being one of the fact, many factors that helped them, you know, win those games to stay afloat, to secure yeah. that seed and um, going to be a championship. You know, it, it, it is, it is the same that it is a shame that he got hurt. So I wouldn't really beat myself up too much because you know, if you didn't get hurt, you would be playing a role and you, you would consider yourself a champion. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't, at the end of the day, I wouldn't beat myself up about it, but you know. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It's all, it's all subjective at the end of the day, right? You know, yeah. It's so. how you view it, but yeah. Any, any last words you want to say for episode 81? Um, Again, rest in peace to uh, the Floyd family and his friends and his loved ones, uh, to my brothers and sisters uh, around the nation, around the community, around the world, of one consciousness, of one background, of one um, understanding. Um, don't be afraid. Come together more than apart. Uh, there's stuff that we deal with in our communities that are very much insignificant um, in relation to, you know, us losing our lives, women, men, children, asleep in the park uh, at our places of worship. Um, there's a clear, 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 clear um, oppression, attack, and system against us. Uh, let's not let's not um, get caught up in our everyday struggles. Let's also let's hold each other accountable. But let's not be caught up with one another so much that we can't turn and actually face what's really going on and, you know, come together of one mindset and one thought. And also in anything, you know, it, it takes it takes one to create a wave or something. So change yourself and change the person beside you and you guys go change one more person until it becomes a crowd and it becomes a movement until it becomes the new way. All right. Because we're. Nobody's gonna save us except for us. Nobody's gonna save us except for us. And and the the call to, you know, these lawmakers need to know we have to become those lawmakers. We have to become those doctors. We have to become those police officers. And I say that as far as we have to become those governing bodies in our communities, you know? You know, like so uh that's as heartfelt as I can get. Like the the thing I didn't dwell on the Floyd thing too much because that hurts. But I can dwell on the people that I see beside me. I can dwell on uh, the people that I call my brothers and my sisters. I can dwell on Sewell, Manny, so on and so forth, because they're here, you know? Um, it's sick because at the end of the day, you can't say sorry to a person that shouldn't have lost their life in, in the first place, that, sh that had no reason to, to, to to go down in the first place, that they had no right to kill that man. You can't say sorry and that make it better at all. So each time that this thing happens, there, there, there can't be a response from us that will go by the airside that we can forget about. We can only create establishments that we can build off of anytime that we are faced with opposition, anytime that we are faced with a threat. We can only, you know, start from the ground up and build, build, build. That way, you know, they keep trying to build us, build, build, build. And so we have a structure that's strong enough to withstand some of the heat, some of the uh, oppression that's uh, formed against us. So all that being said, it's one love. It's uh, 
it's really don't become too desensitized to that. Yes, we have to live each day with that, but connect with somebody, get with somebody. Let's really figure out a way to move forward instead of, you know, practicing insanity and resharing, resharing, resharing to forget about because it's going to be another one each week if we let it continue and we can't let it continue. That's what it is. Yeah, very well put together. Almost made me tear up a little bit, man. Um, but yeah, we always got to continue to fight for one another, um, lift each other up, you know, continue to spread awareness, try to um, put us in positions to kind of seize that power and make a shift with, you know, all these laws that are, you know, made to go against us and, you know, be more so beneficial for the majority as well, too. So, um, yep. just at the end of the day, just realize that we're all human beings. We mm-hmm. all have one goal and, and it's just to live and, and, and love and be loved as well too. And, and, and do what you love, your passion. So always judge someone from, you know, their character, never their, their, their skin tone or background or whatever, and, and try at least to get more knowledgeable about a particular issue or, or go, go get some help. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, just just try to be somewhat you know impactful in today's society as well too and, and try to put yourself in another person's shoes you know what i'm saying like try to think yo if i was in his shoes like his or her shoes like what would be happening whatnot as well too but um yeah always treat people with respect um and you know through time you know hopefully things get better hopefully things get better because yes sir looking a little wild right now but that's enough of my spill. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, that was episode 81 of the Caesar Show. 81. Subscribe on all forms of social media at the Caesar Show at Sir Caesar's at Trader XXIV. And we out.